What is a financial plan and why do you need one? Do you want to better manage your finances, but you aren't sure where to start? In this episode, we're answering these questions and more. From New York City, this is the Money Bagel Show, episode one. Money Bagel is your weekly money meeting. It is also a community for those who want to make smarter financial decisions and get on an accelerated path to financial freedom. Do you want to take back control over your money? Then this podcast is for you. I'm Gabe Kaplan. I'm your host. I'm also a certified financial planner and a CPA running a specialized fee-only advisory firm in New York City. And my sole purpose is to help you make smarter money decisions. We're working a big show today because it's our first show. First, we'll go through the most important pieces of news that could affect your financial plan. Then we will go over today's topic, why you need a financial plan. And by the end of the show, I'm hoping you decide to start your own plan. And that's not all. We'll answer questions from our listeners and still leave time for my wife's favorite part of the show, our trivia. But before we begin, we have to go through our disclaimer. This podcast is not advice. It's just education. You definitely shouldn't take advice from me on this show. Really, you shouldn't take advice from anyone that you're listening on the internet or reading blogs or anything else. Now, this is all great information, and I really hope you can use it but I don't know anything about you. So don't take advice from me and I would never try to give you advice. I only give advice to clients. So before you make a decision, talk to your legal advisor, talk to your tax advisor, your financial advisor, and realize that this is just helpful hints and education. Now let's talk about what's happening in the news right now. A number of iconic companies have gone public. Lyft, Levi Strauss, you know, the iconic jeans company. Zoom, Pinterest, Beyond Meat, Uber. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the venture capitalist harvest season. Apparently all the unicorns the media has come to love and hate are going public. So how does this affect you? Well, if you live in San Francisco, prepare for a much more competitive housing market. Employees and former employees that have shares in these companies are generally restricted in their ability to sell stocks. But this lockup period ends around six months after the IPO. And then guess what? Well... Some of these folks have dreamt about not paying rent anymore. So you might see them going out and buying houses left and right. So the housing market might go up a little bit, might get a little bit expensive. So if you're looking to buying property in San Francisco, you might want to see if you can get in before the tsunami of capital is unleashed. On a related note, the Department of Justice and the FTC are launching antitrust probes into big tech. The DOJ is taking on Google and the FTC is focusing on Amazon and Facebook. Not surprising, Google has enjoyed a commanding market share in search and has used it to expand into other products such as Gmail and Maps. So there's a lot of small companies out there that are pissed off. These cases take a long time to develop. I think the government chased Microsoft for 12 years. And today we still have a unified company of a Microsoft operating system and a suite of Office products. Now, their Internet Explorer is gone. You know, Chrome has taken over. But, you know, you still had a unified company after all that work. So let's talk about the Fed. There's a growing chance that the Fed might cut rates in 2019. A key member of the rate setting committee said that an interest rate cut may be warranted soon. And it cited the risk of global trade tensions and a weaker than expected inflation as reasons he could favor cutting the US overnight interest rates. Let's move on to our next segment, practical planning. In today's segment, we're talking about financial plans. This plan is the backbone of your personal finances. So it's important to understand how to develop one. So let's dive in. What is a financial plan? A financial plan is a roadmap for handling your money. 
and it's done in a way that allows you to reach your goals. And like any goals, you need a plan to get there. So a financial plan typically consists of a list of short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals, a budget that's based out of your income, expenses, and the result of that, which is savings. A financial plan also has an investment strategy. So how will you allocate those savings? What sort of risk are you willing to take on? And what kind of risk do you actually need to take on to reach those goals? Those are two very important, different questions. And if you have children, things get a little bit complicated. You might want to have an education savings plan if you're planning to pay for their colleges. And you might want to consider an estate plan. And then also, if you have a lot of assets, you want to employ some risk mitigation strategies. And that comes through insurance. You probably will need house insurance. You will legally need car insurance. So the question is, you know, do you need life insurance? Do you need disability insurance? There's a lot of things out there that you can protect. How far do you want to go? A financial plan usually has some specific analysis for that person alone. So in some cases, if you are an executive with some stock options, a financial plan will contain some sort of analysis going forward of what to do in what situation when that stock vests. And then it will also have a recommended path to maximize your long-term chances to achieving your goals. And that's essentially what a financial plan does. So it sounds like a lot of work and it is, don't get me wrong, it, it is a ton of work. But developing a plan takes time and energy, but the process is iterative and it's also a great learning and educational experience in itself. So let's break down the steps to building out the plan. So the first step is figuring out where you are right now. So determine your current financial situation. How does that express itself into documents? The most obvious document is your net worth statement. So it's essentially a list of all your assets, a list of all your liabilities, all the money you owe, all the money you have, all the assets you have. So like a house, a car, that's an asset. But you might owe a loan on a car and you might own a mortgage and you have student loans, but the net of those two will give you the net worth. And you want to track that going forward. You want to track that because if it goes up, it's great. If it goes down, let's figure out why. Let's see if we can fix it. So the next thing you want to do is identify your goals and you want to translate them into financial terms. So we're going to talk more about this next week. You want to consider the best way to arrive to those goals. Remember, like when you put a direction in Google Maps, it always gives you a couple of options. And some of those options, you might not choose the default one. You might go for a different one if you have some particular reasons. In a financial plan, that's kind of like the same idea. Sometimes the shortest one is not the one that's most preferred by the one who's developing the financial plan. It might require too many sacrifices that at the moment can't be done. So I always think that you should have a couple of options how to get there for each problem or each issue and then figure out the one that best works for you. The next step is writing down your plan. You create documents recording your plan and this will make you likely to stick it. And that's the truth in everything. If you write stuff down, you remember it more. Here in this case, if you write down your goals and you have a way of keeping yourself accountable, then... You will come back to those goals, revisit them, adjust them, and work towards them. You're more likely to do that. And finally, you want to develop a strategy to monitor your success. And you want to periodically review where you are. So again, every quarter or every month, you look at the net worth statement, you check it up, you look at your investments, how they're doing. You want to make sure that you're on track to achieving your goals. If you need it, you just need to adjust your plan. So now that we've gone over developing your financial plan, let's think about the point of this all. It's not just a pointless exercise. So how will this help me? Well, a budget will obviously 
it's pretty tangible. It'll definitely help you, especially if you figure out what the budget going forward for the next 12 months are. And if you overspend in one category, you can look back and say, hey, next couple of months, I'll tone it down at the restaurants or I'll go out to less bars and have less beers. I'll switch from cocktails to, you know, whatever is in the happy hour. The budget piece of the financial plan will be very helpful. Also, it gives you a general framework to develop reasonable financial goals and set expectations, life expectations. You can't just buy a house randomly. You're going to end up buying a house when you have the money for the down payment and when you can afford the mortgages. A financial plan will definitely help you see the path towards that. It'll also help you to prepare for life's milestones. So if you have kids, it'll help you prepare for them for when they go to college, for when they get married, for when they want to buy a house also. If you're fortunate enough, you can help them pay the down payment and if you want to. And then finally, it'll help you manage some financial changes. So if you really have a good financial plan, specifically, let's say an emergency fund and you lose your job, well, you know, your financial plan was preparing you for that. So the idea is that all this stuff that you're developing has a purpose. And on the emotional side of things, I think a financial plan should be the expression of your goals and values. It's a path that you've set out to achieve your dreams. And so a financial plan should really, really encompass all those things together. And most importantly, it helps you reduce the stress of uncertainty, helping you sleep better at night. Let's move on to our listeners. An email came out last week from our audience. And the email is from Josh and Mar. The question is, what are the best financial tips anyone has given you? I would say there's a couple of them, but at the Money Bagel, we have the 10 golden rules and they're pretty obvious. So the first one is spend less than you earn. And that's pretty easy to understand why. And then the second one is set goals at the beginning of the year and each month and review them at the end of the month. Save for your own retirement before saving for your children's college education. They can get loans for school. You can't get loans for retirement. Manage your credit cards and control your debt. The fifth one is if you take out a loan, read every single page of the paperwork. There's something that'll trip you up and it's probably in the fine print. So make sure you read it. Take your time. Don't sign immediately. Take it home. Read it through. When you close a mortgage, you will have time to read those documents. Establish an emergency fund that makes sense for you. Again, if you're in a profession that's highly specialized and that's subject to when the recession comes, it's tough to find a job again, then your emergency fund should probably be much larger than the average person's. I knew an architect that in 2008 lost his job and was unemployed for, I think it was nine months. A three to six month emergency fund would not have lasted, especially in New York. So establish an emergency fund that makes sense for you. Invest in what you understand. If you understand real estate, invest in real estate. The whole idea of investing on what you understand is you will reduce the chance of making unnecessary risks. Don't chase investment returns and don't be fooled by the crowds. There's bubbles out there in specific kind of markets. Don't invest in them. If there's chatter in the water cooler at the office about a specific investment, be cautious. It might be the peak of it. When you get a salary bump, don't increase your spending. Instead, put the added income into savings. And finally, ask for help when you need it. Most folks are happy to help you. So the next segment is this week's pursuit of happiness. It's essentially, financial planning is important, but what is more important is to focus on small habits that can really help you improve the overall sense of happiness. And so for today's 
pursuit of happiness segment, we at home practice being present in special moments with our family. So we've instituted a family rule that we have no phones at the dinner table. We leave them charging in our rooms. You know, and this forces us to be focused on each other. I think it's a great rule for those that are young and always on their phones. Be good to just, you know, be at the dinner table focused on the issues of the other person that you care about. You should show them by putting your phone away. The next segment is trivia. And this is my wife's favorite section. So how does it work? Go to moneybagel.com slash trivia and answer the questions. The person who answers all of these questions correctly and is the first one to answer them gets five points. Everybody else gets a point for every question. So at the end of the month, I will aggregate all the scores and select a winner. And the person who has won the most over the year will actually get a surprise surprise by the end of the year. And if there is a tie, I'll select a winner myself randomly. So the following questions are, which NBA team has won the most championships? So which NBA team has won the most championships? What is Paul McCartney's middle name? And who was the first actor to portray James Bond on a screen? So go to moneybagel.com slash trivia and answer those questions. Finally, we're going to talk about today's improvement idea. And this is like a productivity hack that I found very useful a couple of years ago. And I've seen it in practice in like the top areas of my work environments. And it's use your calendar as your to-do list. So block off time for each task. The benefits are tremendous. You're consciously giving yourself a certain amount of time to complete each task. And that's something you should definitely do. It's really helped me tremendously. I highly recommend it. So for the next episode, we'll talk about goal setting. What is the process of creating life goals and then translating them into financial goals? And with that, that's the end of the first episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed the Money Bagel Show, please subscribe. This is just the beginning. Thank you. Did you like this episode of the Money Bagel Show? We'd love if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All performance references are historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested in directly. Gabriel Kaplan or The Money Bagel Show are not affiliated with or endorsed by any firm or governmental agency.